Hello and welcome to The The Heart Heart of Healing Show. Show. I'm your host, Natasha Slayton. And I'm your co-host, Sophie Starr. Join us each week as we explore the magic of alternative healing modalities, what they are, how they work, and the parts that have helped us. We'll be interviewing world-renowned healers and experts within different fields. All the while sharing personal stories of pain and perseverance. So tune in to tap into your true potential and learn with us as we dive into a world of possibilities. Have some laughs. And some cries. And ultimately, get to the heart of healing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of our show. I am so excited. We have the most amazing person (gasps) back in the flesh. Hello. Cord. Hello. 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 Um, He is a magical movement coach and also an astrology expert and a million other incredible things. All the things. And we just, everything. Everything. Um, We had you on for an amazing episode about astrology. So if you guys haven't heard that, you definitely have to go back and listen to that or watch that if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and you're back today to talk about Kundalini, yes. which I'm really, really, Kundalini really excited. <gasps> Kundalini with corn. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I, that's actually how I first met you and yeah. how we first crossed paths um, during COVID lockdown. You yep. were doing these online Zoom Kundalini classes. Yep. And my best friend, Kenzie, who is actually one of your best friends yes. too, she had been doing your classes and I saw that she was doing them and just thought that it would be such a great thing to sort of tap into because for me i'd actually for so long had a real resistance to anything yoga and kundalini is a a form of yoga right Mm -hmm. yep kundalini yoga and so um i say that like i don't know but i I do know (laughs) (laughs) so i had always had such a resistance toward any kind of yoga for some reason even though my spirit knows that i would benefit so much from it but when i saw like how much benefit it was giving all of my friends and giving Kenzie and and I went on your Instagram and I stalked you and I was like this is something I have to be a part of. Love that. <laughs> I don't know if I say it like that. No, but you were doing these online Zoom classes and I just something in my spirit told me that I needed to sign up and I did. And from there it changed my life in the most wild of ways. It really saved my sanity during quarantine. It does that. It really saved my sanity. It um, gave me an energy that I had been missing. I definitely felt like all of my organ systems and my whole spirit had shut down because I was so engulfed in the feeling of fear, Mm -hmm. especially during the beginning of quarantine. I just like did not know what was going on like so many of us. And Kundalini gave me the space to reconnect to my spirit, reconnect to my body, being you know stuck inside and being able to like have such powerful movement and Mm -hmm. also feel like, I could release some of the fear and maybe drain my lymphatic system and spike my creativity. Cause once I hit quarantine, like my creativity was gone. It was out the window. Um, but as soon as I started doing Kundalini, I felt like, okay, I'm back to myself and I feel like a better, stronger, healthier version. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about like how you got started in Kundalini. Mm. I I feel like that's a lifelong, multiple life journey. Um, we want to hear about your background a little bit, so for sure. I'll tell you what, how I found Kundalini and then why it was very impactful at the time I found it, right? Yeah. So I 
Okay, let me think back this up a little bit too. So my best friend that I met in Utah, we moved out to LA together. We both wanted to be movie stars. You know why we're coming to LA, right? And I was working at the time. I got a job in cosmetics, was doing makeup, kind of climbed the corporate ladder when I moved out of here, was kind of buried in kind of that world. And my friend was a dancer and she was an actress at the time and she found her way into this yoga class and she had a very powerful experience and she called me up and she's like, oh my gosh, you've got to try this yoga. This guy wears like a pillow like on his head. He's like wearing a white. We were like doing this crazy twisting thing. I was like coming out of my body. It was like so high. It was like the times that we like partied like high, like really good. And I wasn't even on anything. You've got to try it. It was really powerful. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kept talking about it. She's like, you really got to come, come with me. I was like so busy at the time. Um, and it was actually a couple years later when I was running a bar actually on Sunset Boulevard and I got to pass it, you know, a local gym and I was working out for a couple hours in very like strong physical shape. And I was like, oh, I got this extra time. I guess I'll take a yoga class. And it was like perfect timing, walked into the class. It was dimly lit. It was very beautiful, packed class. And, you know, the instructor, we chanted and I come from a Mormon background. So a lot of it is singing and you kind of feel that kind of joy and that vibrancy from the spirit. So immediately the chanting was like, whoa, like you felt like this sound current and something had shifted in the room. And then we started doing all of these very strange postures for exorbitant amount of time that was so uncomfortable that you really got to like kind of like go through the experience of like oh this is interesting oh this is really uncomfortable oh i can't do this oh i can't do this oh my gosh i'm doing this and then you kind of separated from like the the feeling of the discomfort and stayed in it and about halfway through the class i was doing this one posture that is called spinal twist where you have your fingers on your shoulders and your elbows and you're literally inhaling left going right and you're kind of twisting the spine and ultimately what it's doing is detoxifying kind of the organs and then you come to a place of stillness and you kind of pull back the elbows and pull back the wings open the heart suspend the breath engage these hydraulic systems within the system and then we came to sitting hands down and from my third eye, I literally saw my five-year-old self like sitting in lotus pose at the end of my mat, knowing everything that the universe had to hold, but also seeing myself as a five-year-old human. And he knew more and was more powerful than me at the time, who had like lived my life. I had gotten all the things. I got the car. I've got the people. I'm like running the right business. I'm like, you know, running this bar that is world-renowned and just tears coming down and energetically feeling like oh, this is not where I'm meant to be. And I've been running away from who I really am. And he knows that. And I cannot run from my five-year-old Buddha self. And so I just kind of sat there and cried and kind of went through some of the other postures and they kept moving things through my own system and of having like recollection of like, oh, I got beat up at recess at that time, which is why I would always hide at recess because I was scared I would be, be, be picked on because I was different, you know, growing up gay and like a religious, you know, cult, so to speak, in Utah. And it just brought up like all of these feelings and remembrances of like, oh, but that's also who I am. And that's a pressure I've gotten through. And anyway, I got out of class, you know, you go through the whole cycle of class of like, you even go into corpse pose where you kind of have the death of class and you come back kind of rebirth. And again, you, you chant this mantra and there's even a song at the end, like may the long time sunshine upon you, all love surround you and the pure light within you guide your way on. And again, just tears because I had heard words I think I needed to hear my entire life that my family couldn't give to me, my best friends couldn't give to me. It was the sound current that needed to give that to me, my own voice was kind of singing. And it just kind of stopped me dead in my tracks at 33 years old, which is actually from being a child, I never thought that I would live past a certain age. I never saw myself getting old. It's like, oh, I'm going to probably die young. I mm -hmm. didn't really see longevity for me, but just sitting there like, oh, this is the moment that things shift. Ooh. And that's kind of like a part of you did die away. And exactly. And you rebirth. 
Yeah. Wow. So from there, like I kept kind of going back to the class and kept kind of having a similar experience and and kind of told my best friend about it. I was like, so I tried that yoga. Oh, by the <laughs> way, after that first time I went out and like ran on the treadmill for like an hour, I had energy through the roof because no. in Kundalini, you move through blocks, you move the systems and all of a sudden you're just like, it's liberation, you know, incarnate. And I love that you gave the example of that because... You know, I'm always like, oh, is Kundalini going to work? Especially in the beginning, I plan my classes for like three or four hours because you're working with energetics and you want to be appropriate and you want to teach the postures correctly because they're so different and weird and interesting. But what I learned every time I teach is like people are always going to have an experience because they're in their own systems and they're moving. So it's mm. always going to work. And it worked for you the time mm-hmm. that it worked for you. It worked like that for me. And I will say this a lot of times people's first experiences are, are tears. Oh yeah, wow. I definitely cried. Said that too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're just like, what? What am I moving? What is happening? You don't realize that our body is the storehouses of all of our experiences. Yep. So that that led me on a journey. And within six months, the teacher was always talking about this other guru at this other studio. So we finally went, and then ironically, there were like 20 people from that gym that all showed up at the same time, and they were talking about doing a teacher training. And then I signed up for a teacher training, which was like a nine-month kind of rebirthing process. Wow. And within that period, I had stepped out of my position. I had talked to my best friend and my partner at the time. I was like, we want to create a studio where people can come and heal themselves. I graduated. We got the contract for the studio. I left that job. And then, you know, off to the races. So oh that's, in, in, a, in a little bit of a nutshell, my story from my wow. first kundalini class to then having a kundalini yoga studio. That is yeah. an incredible story. I hope that wasn't too long. Oh, not at no. all. Right. I was absolutely at the edge of my seat for every single Me bit too. of that. Yeah. I was rethinking my introduction. Like, oh my gosh, like, she's no. like telling yeah. this so beautifully. <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, like I got this, I got that. Yeah. Um, can Go ahead. Nope, you. I was just going to say, I mean, I'm fascinated with the turnaround. So from the first time you went to a class, mm-hmm. owning your own studio, I mean, I'm I'm not a mathematician, but it's like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? <laughs> that's exactly it. So, I mean, I'm just curious, like your loved ones that were in your life then, I mean, what did they think? Did they think, because you're running the successful bar, you're doing all of these things, did they think you had lost your mind no. or was just the change so evident? No. I. When I talk about something, when I come to the place where I feel like I want to share, I expect that people have my side. And that's kind of how I was raised. So of course my family was like, oh, really? That's really interesting. Okay, cool. Like, and I set it all up. I'm not the one that's gonna make kind of like crazy, stupid mistakes. Okay. Like, this is what this is. You know, my friend Darcy at the time, she um, well, she's still my friend, obviously, but she had gotten her Kundalini certificate. She wanted to work with children. You know, the other person that it was a kind of a, a yoga business that was tied with beauty. So it was beauty from the inside out. So we would start with yoga. It was kind of a dual space and multi-component where we do like fashion and like makeup. We were, you know, working with some friends who their movie had like gone and done all the red carpets that cycle of the award season. So it was just like this beautiful Whoa. people coming into our studio. Like we were working with celebrities. Like it was just all so exciting and very bright. And you know, at 33 years old, when you both get there. I'm 33 right now. <laughs> it's just a magical time of like everything is possible. And that's what I do it now. I don't I don't think. Like maybe there's oh. a little bit more of like, no, maybe not. But it was so perfect at that time. So they oh. they were in full support. Amazing. You wouldn't redo the Kundalini training? No, I totally oh. would. I don't know if I would take the big chances of like oh. walking yeah. away from everything. I would just do it. I've already done that though. So now sure. I'm kind of in yeah. this place, yeah. if that makes sense. Because you're already in the right place. Yeah. Exactly. And it's already <laughs> been done. So yeah. 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 Um, can you go into a little bit about what Kundalini is? Yeah. And also the difference between Kundalini yoga and yes. also Kundalini energy? Oh, mm. Natasha, great question. So you know. Um, so Kundalini is just simply the creative force to raise the Kundalini. Kunda is just a, a coil. So it's an uncoiling of the creative potential. And that energy lies 
dormant at the base of the spine. So kundalini yoga is to use a set of postures, kriya, which is like a complete recipe basically for a desired result, breath work, uh, which is pranayama, um, mantra, which is like the sound current, and movement and meditation to kind of get yourself there to move the kundalini energy, which is basically psychic heat, to move it mm. through the chakras, which are the psychic centers, all the way up and out, including the aura, to shift and move the mind, to shift through waves of the body, work through blockages, etc. And the mind and body are connected. Mind, body, so and spirit, yeah. when you're doing something, and there's a, there's a different pose or a different kriya for every kind of ailment. So whether mm -hmm. you want to like drain the lymphatic system or um, improve digestion, or it's if there. it's like a mental thing, you want to like remove writer's block, mm -hmm. um, it's all connected. And so there's a specific pose and or kriya, exactly. which is a series of poses for every yep. concern. That's, ex that's exactly right? it. So in Kundalini, they are called kriyas. So K-R-I-Y-A. And you can just type it in like Kundalini to clean the liver or a kundalini for creativity and a bunch of things are going to pop up and then you basically get this recipe like baking cookies and you know there's myriad of things from like just writing the words out to pictures of it there's manuals that have it um and so that's really the beautiful thing about kundalini you're not really creating any anything new because all of the kriyas have been created before so incredible so. Wow. i will say when i had first started and we were in quarantine i was holding on to a lot of fear i think i'd put on like mm, 10 or 20 pounds of excess weight and i wasn't I wasn't eating like anything more than I had been and I was still trying to move my body. But with Kundalini, every time I did it, I would literally feel the fear like releasing from my body. And I know the kidneys hold fear and yep. um, a lot of the organ systems, all of the organ systems can. And so I just remember feeling like I would s maybe start a Kundalini class feeling like a blowfish. <laughs> and then by the end, yeah. I would just have to like, absolutely, you know, and, and all the water would just like flush out of me. Yeah. Oh. Because because every kriya, every kind of class, so to speak, will move the limp. It'll move the waters, the garbage collector out of the system. It will recenter the chakras, and that's really the main thing about kundalini is it's balancing the glandular system, which are the waters of the system, and the nervous system, which is the fire of the system. And we know that those two are really what create like human life, so to speak. Yeah, that is amazing. I I want to like honestly pause and say, be right back. I need to go to a kundalini class because. <laughs> This sounds so amazing. And I think, and probably for a lot of, if you guys are with me and have not really like dived into yoga too much yet. I mean, for me, I have this idea of yoga being boring, being slow, being, but it really sounds like with Kundalini, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of energy. Yes. Well, can I say something about yoga? Because Please. I'm in school for Ayurveda right now and I'm, I haven't done a yoga, yoga, I haven't done a yoga teacher training or anything, but we did just do a whole class on yoga. And what I just learned and I did not know is that the poses or the asanas are literally only one eighth of what yoga actually is. Now, oh. Kundalini is a type of yoga, but yoga itself is a general, um, subject the poses are only one eighth so we've got like breath work and the mantras and are you talking about patanjali's eight limbs yeah look at you dropping knowledge i love it. i was like you go girl like we're going right in and so the so the asanas or the poses are literally only one eighth and there's there's so much more that's about connecting to the mind and the spirit yes. and relieve and removing all of these blockages from within oh. to get connected back to what is true and what is the essence of who we are and that's really what the concept of yoga is yes. and then Whoa. when you talk about kundalini yes which we did not study in our class because it's like such a thing on its own um yeah that's like a lot of crazy i mean that's when you do a kundalini class versus a regular yoga class and i've done both mm -hmm. um it's very different because it's like 
with kundalini there's you're definitely relieving some of the stiffness and achiness in your joints but like and your muscles but at the same time it's not like it doesn't feel like a stretching or acrobatic class and like when you go to a standard yoga class in like say LA it does feel like okay we're only focused on the poses and the asanas and we're only focused on like the gymnastics of it which okay. is really like right. a convoluted yeah. version okay. of what yoga really really truly is at its core but with kundalini you get such a different thing because like he was saying there's these crazy postures that some of them you're holding for like 10 minutes or more. I think there's some that you hold for like two hours. I, I'm not at the level that I could ever get through that. <laughs> not right now. But um, there's this crazy breath work and it's just so different from your average yoga class that you might imagine or that I would have imagined before having taken a kundalini class. Because, wow. And I, you bring up a really good point because the point of kundalini yoga is to move through all of the systems, move the jittering, the fidget, you know, the fidgeting, the distraction from the system. So you bring yourself to a place of stillness or shunya, a zero point, to then dive into meditation. Okay. So really the goal is to move everything out, clear everything out, to come to a place where you've returned to your original self. And oh. then you dive into these meditations that can be, you know, pranayama-based, breath-based, or they can be like sound current-based through mantra, which is just using the tip of the tongue to strike the roof of the mouth like you're playing like a musical instrument that activates the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland that then just, it's almost like the top glass of the wedding that you're pouring the champagne in. Once that gland pops open, all the other glands start opening and you're just you're like, wow, this is me. Kind of like what you were saying, like I didn't feel creative and then all of a sudden I started feeling creative. Yeah. But backing up a little bit, like all yoga is is union, yoga, to yoke, to have a union, to have a relationship with self. And I also, like you, I was not really like, I don't want to do yoga. And I want to just <laughs> okay. like, be in these really uncomfortable <laughs> postures. So I really like Kundalini because I call it like the spinning of yoga, the spinning class of yoga because there's a lot okay. of movement, there's a lot of breath. In fact, it shouldn't be called Kundalini, it should be called breath yoga because there's just so much breath to move and you're just really intoxicating your system by opening up your heart chakra. Oh my gosh. Which moves out and clears out the fear because they're in the same area, balances like the upper triangle, and the lower triangle, which, you know, Kundalini does all those things. And I wow. think the benefits of something like that might be misconceived as boring, like even meditation. Um, the thing with yoga or kundalini yoga is that there are so many benefits physically, mentally, spiritually, that it just transcends everything. So you might think it's boring because that's the ego. And that's also like maybe a little bit of the, for lack of a better word, ignorance involved yeah, going in because totally. I have the same um, preconceptions of all of those subjects. I'm like, I don't want to sit on a mat and just like mm -hmm. breathe. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to mm -hmm. do things. Mm -hmm. But so much more gets done by actually just being in, in that stillness and there is mm. if actually the music in kundalini is actually one of the things that really kind of like hooked me because they call it the the shabra guru or the sound current that is a carrier of energy and they say really the key to understanding reality is to understand the sound and mm. then to resound in the sound it's almost like kind of being in flow like the micro creative force is in tune with the macro creative force so there are these beautiful you know gurmukhi or sanskrit you know mantras that really take you into that sound current through repetition the mind loves repetition the mind loves to kind of like yeah. hook on to something so you're doing that over and over for 11 minutes 31 minutes you know not to say postures for two and a half hours but a deep meditation for two and a half hours to really change the gray matter of the brain which actually really shifts the spirit and really the brain and does a lot of healing when you're kind of in the you can see the wave of the mind you can be a rock and see the the river go by and you can kind of go back to oh my 13 year old self oh my 22 year old self oh my future self like time is an illusion when you're in the space of the nothingness that's where everything begins
right? And that's that's really all guru means. In fact, we tune in to a mantra in the beginning of class, you know, Ong Namo Gurudev Namo. Guru is just, Gu is dark, Ru is light. It's just that wisdom, that force that transforms the nothingness to the something. It's like the Big Bang. At first there was nothing, and then there was sound, and then sound echoes to infinity. Just like, Amazing. you know, words, like when we speak words, when we say things, you can't ever take them back. They ripple through the waves yes. of time and space, right? So the way to connect to time and space is to find the appropriate sound current and be in that ripple. And that can heal a lot of things because so much of word, you know, does damage or whatnot. And we feel those in our body. Yeah. So shifting through that and then getting to meditation. And that's why Kriya is so powerful because it's complete in itself. Like, did every class, no matter what, and even if it was uncomfortable, even if you couldn't do some of the postures, at the end, you felt complete. Every, oh my you know? gosh, every single time. Yeah. And what I noticed too is that there were different levels of what people were capable of doing. Yeah. And you would always it's remind always us acceptable. that you're on your own personal journey. There's so it's no not like posture. how flexible oh, okay. you are no. over okay. this person. It's not like, it's never a competition. It's not like how long can you hold this without like releasing in a little bit of a way. Like everyone is on their own journey and that's perfect. Which because, is, we're kind of missing a point here too. Okay. It's all done with what? Your eyes. Closed. The oh. entire practice is done with your eyes closed or different drishtis. I mean, but the point is to roll the eyes back and in and use the optical nerve that sits over the pituitary gland to squeeze that gland. So once that gland starts performing, especially if you're doing mantra and strike in the hypothalamus, then all the other glands start working. But it, it starts with sound current. That makes so much sense because when we were, by the way, before this episode, we did a few movements with cord and it was amazing. And when we were doing that and you had us roll the eyes back, I felt like I went to another planet. I'm not even kidding. Like just that feeling. My planet, the I was, planet. It was amazing. So just that simple act and the and the noises and the breath that makes so much sense that it's just yeah. Can please continue. This yeah. is fascinating. Well, I love that it's a science. Yep. Yeah. And science of angles and triangles. Oh, okay. Because the pressure points and it's it's math too. It's like you know a triangle and ninety degree is so powerful, right? A square is really powerful. It's strong on both sides. So you're really using a lot of the postures in Kundalini or or creating a V. So oh. this posture in Kundalini is going to open up the heart because the pressure of you stretching up into the electromagnetic field, you're not only working with kind of the electricity that surrounds the extra, uh -huh. but also you're pressurizing the thymus gland of the heart. So the heart now pops open. And we know that the heart also has a stronger electromagnetic field than even the brain. So then now all of a sudden your aura is out here like this. And then in Kundalini, it's also said to wear white because white encompasses all color and also expands the aura. Okay. I want to touch on that a little bit more because mm -hmm. that is so fascinating. I think a lot of people might misconstrue Kundalini or have a misunderstanding of it. And um, I've heard some people describe it as like new age. And the fact is, is it's thousands it's a, and thousands of years yoga. old. It's a royal It's an yoga. ancient yep. science, yep. Um, which I'll have you talk more about, but also like the language that you were using Om Namo Gurudev Namo. That's Sanskrit and it's the oldest known language in history. So it's it's a very ancient practice, ancient science, and I would love for you to talk about how it was used for the royals. Yes, yeah, and how so it got I, brought over here. So that's, that's an important conversation. So Kundalini is considered the mother yoga, like it incorporates asana, which is posture, which is kind okay. of vinyasa, is kind of the stripped down, like singular version of kind of like yoga. So okay. it's got asana, it's got pranayama, it's got the breath work. So kind of we see in a culture now this like 
resurgence of like breathwork, especially like the shamanic breathwork and the different breathwork signatures. Well, Kundalini, there's always breathwork. There's always asana. There's always posture. There's kriya. There's a, a myriad of meditations. I've got a monkey mind that's always active. My, my moon yeah. is Gemini. So the mind's always like working behind the scenes. So I love using mantra. I love using mudra, which, you know, anytime you do things with, with the fingers, you're shifting the the neurons of the brain and we know the, this is like a famous one that most people probably recognize so yeah. Gion, Gion totally. Mudra, in fact i've even got it here with a little diamond ah. so this is the seal of wisdom or the seal of knowledge okay. and that's why they call jupiter kind of the guru planet because this is jupiter the index finger is jupiter oh. saturn is the middle finger like when we lose our patience uh-huh. right <laughs> oh <laughs> the sun right which is we put a rock to amplify the sun meridian which is the heart meridian right I mean, that's crystal. That's crystal therapy right there. But it all connects. You know, it, and then we've got mercury. So booty mudra, like if you want to work with communication, the mind, anything mercury retrograde is pinky and thumb. So yeah. That's incredible. And so yeah, you put your, your thumb on each finger yeah. depending on what you want to. What and you you're need. doing something really powerful. This is called Kirtan Kriya with a mantra. And this is actually the one that wide research has been done for Alzheimer's. Really? Yes. Please, yes. Can you talk to about reverse that? the effects of Alzheimer's or if maybe it's preventative? I can't speak in too much detail because I don't know the specifics of it, but I know it's sure. been widely researched to help. And at the Alzheimer's Association, I think that there's wow. something referring to like practice this for 12 minutes. So this is medically recognized. Medically recognized. Oh, yes. Wow. And like you said, going back to the repetition, our brain loves yep, it and it's it. healing too. Yep. And this repetition of these movements. Yep. Yeah. Even if you don't notice or know all of the effects and benefits, you you can still feel it. Absolutely. And that's another thing too, as like a, a teacher, I'm, I'm very careful of saying, oh, this is what you're going to feel at the end of class. It's more observe what you're feeling at the end of class. And, and sometimes you'll do guided imagery, you know, and using your imagination, but I really try to craft and curate a space for the individual experience because it's going to be different for every single person. Mm. Some people have mobility issues. Some people can't touch their toes. I have a very hard time with life nerve stretch, which is stretching the leg straight out, grabbing the toe. You know, <laughs> women are great, especially with a dancer background. You can like spread the legs and do like, I'm like, oh, the <laughs> hamstrings like for guys. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in the beginning, my knees were all the way up in the air. And then I learned like, oh, just stack your buttocks as high as you can to get the knees down. And then through time, the lower you can, you know, go sitting, like the knees will begin to fall. So that's what I love about Kundalini. It's for everyone because you just meet yourself where you're at and you start from there. Maybe you're just chanting and you're just observing or visualizing the postures. And that's what's great about doing Kundalini in class because it's working with the nervous system and energy and electricity. So even if you came and lay down, which we always recommend people to do, and you know, if you're on your moon cycle, I always say women like come and just like hang out in class. You're gonna feel a difference because the room has shifted. <gasps> you're gonna feel shifted because you were just laying there breathing and you're in the space. So often wow. I would be like, oh, I don't feel like going to class, but I really need it. I was like, great, come lay down, pad yourself up, come into the moon womb, <gasps> just nurture yourself and be part of the music because the music is so beautiful and so transformational. So again, like. To bring this to a close, like the music is really kind of what brought me in because it's that sound current that carries that safe space through your journey. Oh my goodness, that's fascinating. And sound frequencies have also been widely researched to yep. have an effect on our yep. mind, bodies, yep. and spirits, yep. of course. Wow. Um, oh, you said something that I was gonna... Oh, there was something that you once said in a class that always stuck with me. And it's so simple yet so profound. And you just reflected on the fact that it's called a yoga practice for a reason because it's a practice. Mm -hmm. You're constantly learning. You're constantly growing. You're constantly meeting yourself where you are. Not here to prove, just here to improve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> it's it's so captivating. And honestly, kind of like you were saying too, and touching on what you're talking about, observe your experience that really makes the attendant an active participant in the course of the class. You're not just sitting there. You're not just, it's like you're observing and, and it's kind of like, sounds like the Kundalini guru. Is that what? Te- teacher. 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 Okay. The Kundalini teacher is like just- Because the guru is you and Kundalini, oh. you are the guru. Because you're learning through your own pressurization and the discomfort of the postures, who you are. Oh, this is how I show up. Oh, this is the time I actually need to take a step back and take care of myself. No matter, these people are all standing on their shoulders with their toes pointed <laughs> perfectly. But you're not seeing that because you're doing you right now. Oh my and gosh. And what you learn from that is like, oh, I don't have to always be with the pack. I don't have to do whatever. Else. This is where I'm at right now. Oh, I'm, knee, I'm nursing a knee injury. So... The teacher is just the guider of the experience. And that's why the teachers don't practice the yoga when they're doing it. Because really? our teachers have got to have the eyes open to hold the container in the space energetically. And especially, you know, I haven't taught just a straight kundalini class in a while because now it's like events and what and there's so many other components. Yeah. I just remember like looking at classes like, oh, this little batch of people that are having a hard time with that specific posture. So we'll kind of call that out, not anyone specifically. And then they'll mm-hmm. adjust that. And then uh, that adjusts it for everybody because we create one collective cohesive unit. Okay, And that's what's so great about practicing a group of people and why I never wanted to go online until COVID happened. And then mm. we just had to. And that was our way of like connecting. And we never oh even gosh. met in person. We just met kind of energetically, technically, and digitally. No way. And then when we got to give each other a hug, it was like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> It was like all the recipes came together. We made cake, you know. <laughs> Peter made cake. <laughs> Peter always makes totally. the Love best that. cake. Amazing. So when I was doing my research for this episode on Kundalini, it was hard to find information that would come up without mentioning Yogi Bhajan. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that. I know there's a lot of controversy now surrounding the Kundalini community because of this man. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity. I know you don't speak for the Kundalini community as a whole. You're not representing every single person of this community, but just maybe your personal thoughts on that controversy and how someone that's listening can separate the act- the criminal actions of Yogi Bhajan from the practice of Kundalini. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you touched on it right there. I think that, you know, he was a human. He made choices and he brought on more karma for himself. Yogi Bhajan is the person that brought Kundalini over here. And okay. he was very much revered. And I think people had an experience and they followed his teachings. And he obviously gathered followers, not kind of by his own accord, but it gave him power and put him in a certain position, like we always do with people. Like mm-hmm. we want to give away all of our power to somebody else. Because like, just tell me what to do. And if I put all of my belief in you, then I just follow you and then I'm good. I don't think for myself, right? Not these times today, but that was the time back then. Yeah. And it's interesting because he did so much great things for women and created women's camp and whatnot, but there were clear abuses of his his power that have really come to the forefront. They've always kind of been there, but I think they've been tucked in the corner because people had experience and people really loved the practice that they were very devotional, including myself. It was very devotional. But you didn't know what was going on behind the I never met him and this stuff happened before my time. Mm. Okay, yeah. You know, so I I I gotta more I want to be careful not to speak about things I didn't directly experience. Yeah. Because I will say this, I totally believe the women. 
Um, but I also don't think you can throw the baby out with the bathwater because I don't think that he was an evil man. I think he made very bad choices and they call him a Saturn teacher and he brought on a lot of karma, but I don't think that you can discount everything that he had to say and things that have very much resonated with me as a person. Now, you know, the revelations came out and they've definitely divided the community. Many people have stepped away, have resigned and given books back or whatnot. So it's created a lot of disharmony. But what is so beautiful about that is it kind of took him off the top everything right. was like he didn't bring it here he's not the creator of kundalini and i think that's the most important thing to remember in this so we're going to get kind of specific because okay. he is the creator of the kundalini yoga that we know it's called kundalini as taught by yogi bhajan what he did was he combined movement and posture with the sikhism uh, so okay. with kind of like the spiritual order they call it the path it's not a religion but it is kind of a path so he brought kind of that meditation-based, very devotional practice with movement, which those are opposing sides in India. Mm. So a lot of Indians, oh, yeah, you got a kind of a lot of flack for that, bring it here. But that's actually what kind of works here is kind of the musicality of things and the kind of the sound current and also the movement. And that's why I love it because it's so complex and it's so thorough and it's so detailed how it moves to the system. But anyway, kind of getting back to some of the the drama involved. Um, yeah, people have kind of moved away from the practice, but it's not about the teacher. It really is about the teachings and how they make you feel. And I even went through a time where I kind of moved away from the practice just to be like, okay, I just how am I perpetuating maybe some institutional things that are maybe transgenerational or systematic that I started kind of like feeling like, well, maybe I've experienced that too a little bit in a way, not necessarily the sexual abuse allegations, but just kind of some of the institutional things that were set up and really take a step back to how is this working for my system? Is it working for my system? And then kind of came back with kind of a fresh perspective. But I know there's a great divide within the Kundalini community um, in regards to that. Well, I was going to ask too, along with with what you're with what you're saying, kind of separating this man from the practice and not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Are there ways for people who might hear about this controversy and be a little hesitant to to get involved with something like a this? Thousand percent to incorporate Kundalini without maybe fully immersing themselves into the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a few different resources. So 3HO, um, Healthy, Happy, and Holy, was kind of an organization that he set up. But what's great about that is you can find the Kriyas on there. You can find a teacher that is local to you. So what I would recommend is find a teacher online that you resonate with, that has the vibration, the frequency that aligns with you. I would also see if those classes are current since the allegations have really come through and since mm-hmm. there's really been a, like a, a strong stance of like this did happen there was a clear investigation in the community and i don't want to spend too much time on this because sure it's all out there like the research is there have discernment with everything and yes. is everything he said true no you know and actually i think they added up if every if they said if you did everything that he told you to do in a day to be the person that you need to be and be the soul activated you know incarnately in the finite it would take like two and a half days to do every single thing. So mm. you got to like, you got to have a level of discernment and yeah. a little bit of autonomy and, and sovereignty oh. in everything you do when it comes to a spiritual practice and realize, and this is what I love about Kundalini. It's not about somebody else. And they positioned him as that. And he's a human being. So of course he was, he was dethroned. Yeah. I, I can't justify it. I can't say it was right or wrong. This is a new time, a new day. I'm glad it came to be. And now it's like, 
he, we don't always look to Yogi Bhajan now. You look to yourself. <laughs> How are you experiencing this? Does that mantra work for you? Does that quotation work for you? Amazing. How can you apply it to your life with where you're at? Because the practice works because it's a science. It's angles right. and triangles and works with you where you're at, where your body's at. You don't have to be a perfect person wearing this type of brand's clothes or do that posture on the edge of the cliff, you know, whatever. It's <laughs> close your eyes, move your system, work through the waves of the mind and really become a human and realize you're infinite. And that's really what Kundalini does. It puts the infinite in the finite. Wow. That's incredible. And I think too, like along with what exactly what you're saying, like the autonomy in any spiritual practice, that's huge because I know, because I can hear it because I'm from there, the Midwest. I know this might sound a little scary to some people and I understand it might Even sound- Even me from LA. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, you're like, wait a minute, what? You know, and I would just encourage everybody, you know, who maybe does think a little more traditionally, it's like Cord was just explaining. It's like, what can you get out of it? And if that's nothing, that's fine. You know, explore something else. But there might be something to glean from this, even if it's just one thing. I mean, just a quick, quick, quick story. I can remember a friend invited me to a cacao ceremony last year. Yes. And I walked in and I, I'm really open-minded, so I'll try anything. And I walked in, I'm like, <laughs> what in the witches of Waverly Place is this? Like there's <laughs> feathers. I'm just like, what? They're chanting Satnam Guru. I'm like, what is happening? So then we're doing the chanting and we're doing visualization. It was sound therapy. They came and I, I'm sorry, I don't know all the terminology. We did some different yoga poses and I found myself wanting to laugh, but I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I had this urge to just burst into laughter. Yeah. And afterwards I realized, oh my gosh, it wasn't a waste. I needed laughter. It had been a really devastating year for me, and I hadn't laughed that hard in months. And I'm like, I did get what I needed. I needed laughter from yeah. that session. And Love that. so you never know. You might write something off as silly. You might write something, but maybe you need silliness. And maybe that's what you're getting from that experience. And then another time, you might need sorrow. You might need something else. But it's so easy to write things off. But like you were saying, it's a science, and that's why it works. Yeah. Well, and two quick stories. Um I love, we make so much noise in Kundalini. In fact, all the studios are like, oh, it's a Kundalini class because <laughs> really? we scream and we yell. And there's no. times that like, you're kind of like are done with like the hour of the movement and you come down and you just, ah, and I'm always like, yes, say it for the group. Like <laughs> you feel things. And then also one of my friends from Utah who's not into any of this stuff and, and, and she's a bigger girl. So she has kind of a, a harder time with like kind of movement and some of the postures or whatever. Well, we, when we come up from Shavasana, we do this thing where we tuck the knees and we kind of roll on the spine or whatnot. And I was teaching a class and we were in this very tiny room. There were like 40 people in this room. That's like probably actually this size. And that's, you're like elbow to, it's like, practicing in India. Oh, wow. And so it was dark in there. And she's she's the funniest person you'll ever meet, a Capricorn, actually. <laughs> and um, so I had dragged her there. because so like, if you're coming to LA, you're doing all the classes. I was teaching seven classes at the time. It's like, you got to come. And so everyone's rolling. And all of a sudden, there's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I was like, Jennifer, if you start laughing, because I mean, that's just something she would yes. laugh at or whatever. Oh, but she wasn't the one that did it. So, so we kind of like bring the class to a close <laughs> and then like the lights kind of come on this girl, like bolts or whatever. Oh. And I was like, oh, geez, like whoever that was, I feel really bad for yeah. or whatever. I was like, I was like, just think, thank you that Jennifer didn't like totally break out in laughter or whatever. <laughs> so we ended up leaving or whatnot. I was like, Jennifer, I was so proud of you that you didn't laugh at that girl. She's like, that girl was me. She's like, that was me. <laughs> She's like, and that girl that bounced, she was right next to me. So you never know what's going to come from a Kundalini class. You don't know what you're pressurizing. You don't know you, what you're relieving. You need the release. And honestly, that's the best thing about Kundalini. Did you not feel that? It's like, ah, oh, 
Yeah. Oh. oh, we just hold so much. It's like when you're done, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the thing with like gas too, it is energy. It's totally energy. Whether yeah. you're like burping or yeah. it's coming out the so, other way. Absolutely. <laughs> just to amplify your story. You never know what's going to come of oh. a Kundalini class. <laughs> yeah. You never know anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that t- really ties in. I love what we're talking about releasing in the body. There's a really good book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's a medical book all about how trauma is literally stored in our yeah. physical bodies. Yeah. And it sounds like Kundalini is a great way uh, to release. So healing. Yep. Oh, amazing. In fact, it's really powerful in the um, addiction community because oh, talk about that. You, know, you get so entrenched in the cycles of the of your life and the kind of the depression and the addiction. And there's actually very specific meditations that work through addiction. And we're all addicted to something. In yeah. fact, ultimately, we're addicted to our bodies. Like, think about it. Like, we have a hard time with death. And actually, I, I did too until I found Kundalini. I was like, oh, it's just a continuation of life. Um, but you know, when you can shift the mind, when you can shift the breath, when you recognize that there's another way and that there's more possibility and you get another chance, because in all these postures, the greatest thing about Kundalini is you get a chance to begin again and begin again and begin again and begin again. And that's why it's really great for the, uh, you know, that community. And I also say too, is like, I feel like Kundalini finds people when it's appropriate. Will you go to a vinyasa class and it'll be super packed? Yeah, Kundalini, maybe not so much because it's really working on your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So it brings up a lot of anger, a lot of movement, which are all the kind of the things that we store down or block or put walls up. And that's where ad- addictions come in. So it works to kind of move that stuff. And then we get to like tap into that in our personal space in a safe, space we get to kind of move through those energies and so kundalini will often find people i say it finds people in the spaces in between oh okay so really it's important for people and natasha you'd probably know about this too for people to be prepared um because it sounds like as healing as it is it can be a little triggering because Very it's triggering. bringing well yeah it brings it up. it's it's okay. moving so it's it's getting into like the trauma and the grief and the anger and all of the deeper set emotions that you might not be releasing so you do have to be set and prepared to be able to feel those feelings okay, because good to know. most likely if you give yourself over to the practice those things will come up and that's kind of what you want because my whole thing that i love to go by is feel it to heal it mm-hmm. and love it i used to have major problems with addiction to alcohol mm-hmm. and to drugs and I just knew that I was anesthetizing myself and feeling this false high and trying to achieve it in the way of these like synthetic drugs and synthetic substances. And really what I needed was to just sit in that, sit in those feelings, sit in those deeper feelings, let myself feel them and release them so that I could reach a true high and not even a high, but just a, a true state of being and connected to my spirit, connected to myself and then not needing those substances and it's more sustainable because you can show up for a class every single day and that's why they call it a practice you show up on the mat every single day to be like where am i at today so oftentimes you'll get like a 40-day meditation or a 90-day meditation or movement because every day that you show up you're different but if you commit which is like the first step of happiness i'm just going to do it no matter what you begin to understand who you are and that's the greatest thing about kundalini is like who am i in this kind of pressure Mm. who am i when i don't have patience and I've got to learn patience. And what's great is you're doing it in a group of people. 
unless you want to do it on your own. But I love Kundalini because it's it's group energy and you feel the support of the group and it amplifies the experience just that much more. Yeah. Wow. And they also say like Kundalini is a fast track. So if you want to get to a destination, a lot of the other yoga practices could take, you know, 10 years and Kundalini one year to oh. be there. So it's it's a very fast track of like evolving your spirit, Absolutely. reconnecting to your spirit and tapping into your creative force. And that's really all Kundalini is. It's just your creative force tapping <gasps> into the potential of yourself. It is so tough, by the way. At is least it really? Me. It's, oh my it's challenging. It's, and that's like, why people physically, oh my God, physically? Until, until, until you realize the body's the biggest baby. Yeah, I'm a baby. Or maybe the mind. But the ruler of both is the breath. And that's why once you oh. connect to the breath, then it all shifts. And then the body becomes less hard and your imposters, you know, doing this for 10 minutes where you're like just drilling holes in with like the middle finger for oh. 11 minutes. But then you, there's those moments where you're like, okay, I'm going to take a break here, but I'm keeping a mat. I'm, my mind is still creating the nervous system there. And then all of a sudden your hands come up and you can get back to it. Okay. And I shouldn't say it's hard because then that might scare people away from it. No. I'm just, I'm just trying to like sympathize with anyone who has experienced this or maybe will and just let you know it's it can be challenging it's meant it to, it's be. meant to put you in uncomfortable positions and meant to show you what happens in discomfort because really when you're uncomfortable it's a great catalyst for change and that's kind of what we think absolutely say pain pain is the best catalyst for transformation and we all want to transform we all want change but we don't want to do the exactly. change no. we just want it to happen kundalini gives you that opportunity to move through your shit amazing and when you do it i mean the things that happen around you not just yep. within you like situations relationships yep. opportunities transforms and that's why I want to do a studio and I didn't want any other kind of yoga. We didn't want any other kind of yoga. We just wanted Kundalini because okay. it was so powerful. That and sound current because the sound current with the gong that works through the fascia and the singing bowls are kind of like the drain over the mind, just like wow. really cleaning everything out. There's so much healing that needs to happen, especially now we've all been through such PTSD that I don't think we're ever going to really understand or sure. kind of move forward. But it is kind of the new launching pad of like the future, you know, nervous system of the planet. So either move up or get left well, behind. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking now I've never taken a Kundalini class. So if anybody's interested to, I might take take one and film it um, and yeah. just let everybody know how it is for a person who has never taken a Kundalini class in case you're curious, in case you're like me and just document my experience because oh. this is fascinating. Oh, it's in the first few class. I mean, Kundalini is really like a drug too. And then th there's the addiction to that, which I think yeah. kind of like really catapulted yogi budgeon to be like oh he's the everything because he's totally oh. shifted all my life i want to give it like to something else but the whole goal of the practice is to like give the guru back to you and we tune in the first the first word is ong so we've all heard of om yeah right? om is like everything it's universal it's very yeah. yoga in kundalini it's ong. ong because you have to vibrate the the cockpit of the mind like say om Om. 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 It's kind of a vacuous, om. right? Yeah. It's kind of everything. Yeah. Now say ong. Ong. And let it vibrate. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like pharyngeal. Ong. Oh, I like it. Ong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it a lot. So, I mean, just like the way that we move our mouths in Kundalini is like, has like a physical response, an emotional response. Yeah. And then you add the breath work to that and these different signatures with the breath totally shifts because the oh. breath rules the mind. Oh, um. This is uh, just to touch on Yogi Bhajan just one more time too, just for any of the listeners. I mean, um, you know, something that I'm thinking about as we're learning about him and as I was preparing for this episode, you know, I remember one reporter, you know, wrote like, 
how could a man with this much spiritual power be so abusive? And it's like, well, have you ever met a human being? It's like we often abuse our power. Always. <laughs> um, it's in our it's in our nature unless we are active not to. So I think again, just to reinforce that ability to separate this man who and his crimes, because that's what they are. They weren't mistakes. Yeah. They weren't they were crimes. Um to separate this criminal act from this practice that sounds like it can really transform a life. And I just think that's so important and I can't wait to try this. I literally want to I mean you guys are great, but I want to run out of here and go to a Kundalini class right now. I'm being honest. Like well, well, I will, all my classes are recorded and I almost <gasps> wanted to delete the beginning ones because we didn't have all the sound equipment. No, then I got on. like a mixer and I had like a sound guy come in and help me. But I was like, this was a journal of everything that happened from March when everything got shut down until the end, the, the end of that year. Oh. And it was just, so I'll give you the log on. You can go and take a class. You'll see Natasha on there. I also, <laughs> oh, I opened up the Struggling. field at the end and gave everyone kind of the last word, so to speak, because wow. at the kind of at the end of the Kundalini that you can like offer a blessing or a prayer or a poem. And I, I really wanted in that time for us to be the the voice that would kind of like resonate within our group that really like create such great like synergy and connectiveness when we were totally isolated and alone and going through our stuff. You know what I really love too about your classes specifically is because of how much you know about astrology and you were always sort of dictating the Kriya to what the current energy, mm-hmm. collective energy mm-hmm. was calling for. Mm-hmm. Oh. So each... Each class was very much like, what are we going through as a collective right now? How can we work through this? How can we grow through this? And it was all just so perfect. Well, it was so funny because it happened in March, which is airy season. Well, it was kind of like March 14th. Oh, wow. I think, so it really kicked it off. Yes. Yeah, so it was like kind yeah. of the ending Pisces, ending of the illusion of who we were and like the doingness of our lives. And we were, think about all the things we were doing. Oh. Like I was working like a full, full-time job, 60 hours a week. I was traveling the US, like training people in all these different cities, teaching classes. I was had just completed like two teacher trainings or actually was doing that during this time. Wow. I mean, I was just like, I didn't know who I was, but there was no way that was sustainable. There was going to oh, come wow. a time when something was going to happen. And then yep. stop. Airy season. We go home. Who are we? <laughs> Who are we? I don't even know. So we like we went into Aries season, then we went to Taurus. Well, what do we value? What is important to us now that everything's shut down? Is was all Chills. the things we were doing, was that important? Gemini, let's have a conversation. Let's like transform something from yes. this to that. Then cancer, like, what are we meant to birth in these times? How do we bring more nourishment and water? Like, we need some refreshment. Let's clear some things out, right? Oh. So it was just kind of so synonymous with the Zodiac at Oof. that time, too. So Wow. You know, and, and, and I love Kundalini, too, because it's all about putting the stars within your system. Like, each finger is a planet. The planets are also within the chakra system, you know. Capricorn like rules Muladhara, the the root chakra. It's our teeth. It's our bones. It's our connective tissue, right? Yeah. Scorpio is sexuality. It's manipulation. It's you know sacral chakra. Swadhisthana. Like (laughs) how am I gonna create? How do I eliminate myself? How do we eliminate these individuals and create one new life, so to speak? So it's all such beautiful poetry, and I really got to understand the meaning of life and the meaning of the things that have happened to me in my life that had caused me such pain, and where I felt like I was different and. And I couldn't show up or showing up in the ways that maybe weren't so authentic. I was like, I can authentically be myself. And I am a unique 
person and a unique energy. I chose to be a male in this lifetime. I chose to be painted in this skin color for a reason, which has been so really interesting the last couple of years too with, you know, I was like the, the pinnacle of like, it's the white man that has like destroyed everything on the planet and mm. taken control of everything. And now it's the antithesis of anything that's acceptable, you know? And now it's like the BLM and the Asian hate. It's so great that now these things have come to the focus for us to understand different cultures and where there's been different pain and discrimination. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? So it's been so great now where I didn't know what I was blessed with before until realizing the stories of like how other people had suffered. Oh. Even being gay, I was like, well, that's my unique perspective, but I'm still a white man. What has been given to me that I don't understand that is privileged until you don't, until you understand how people have not been privileged. Yeah. Thank God for the, the female voice to wake up in all sure. of these different systems from Hollywood to the yoga world, you know? So, uh, and to get us to a place where that can never happen again. And that's Absolutely. what is so necessary because through time, you know, and that's why like even look at the thyroid, like women have so many issues with the thyroid because throughout the what? dawn of time, we've always chopped women's heads off. Women cannot have power. And even looking at the, like the left side of the body, it's the darkness. You know, women know how to operate on multiple levels, not just the conscious reality that we live in. Yeah. And there's a power there that over dominates men that are almost like single-minded you know we got to fix things we got to like do something and the women are like oh i can operate in this space where it's not there and it's not here and that that's a power men don't understand but because men were you know we've got the we've got the fight in us and we make the decisions yeah. and we're the we're the power that now it's like the voice is the power the word is the power and words create our worlds you know and we're creating a new world with the activation of the female voice but it can't now do the opposite and be dominant feminine the, the divine course. masculine also has to wake up and the divine feminine is what's guiding us there but it really the these men have had to take this great fall and it was really kind of the ending that begets the beginning so to speak so mm. if you look at time and space and the fact that like we're now living a time of great awareness so there's this kind of checks and balances that are happening that can never happen again. Women will not allow themselves to take advantage and men are definitely going to watch what they say and do to women. And it's not even just like the men and women, it's like how we treat cultures, other people. Like why Why is the human race always wanting to like take down one group of people? Sure. Oh, it's always, you know, we've always got to dominate somebody else. It's not this time. It's about collectiveness. It's like elbow to elbow, hand in hand. We move forward. We march on. It's beyond countries. Like we're looking for other places to live, you know? How how are the aliens ever going to make contact when we can't even get along with ourselves? Uh, absolutely. You know? I, mean, like, I know they're waiting. Oh, they're like, you they're guys can't take this. They're just like, you people need to pull your shit together. Yeah. Respect each other. Love each other. Because can you imagine what we did if we had that kind of like respect for our ourselves and for every other no. person it'd be a completely different planet oh my gosh. so you're Amen. absolutely right yeah and i think it's funny it's we're kind of touching on now you know the human nature and like you said i think it's so terrifying because you know we all have within us whether we're in tune with it or not the capable the capability for great reconstruction and destruction we have absolutely the capabilities within us to do both and it's just a matter of what we're tapping into and what we're feeding and um yeah, I think that's why things like this are so touchy, so nuanced as well. It's not as simple as a person, a place, a thing, a culture. It's it's really, really um, how all of these factors really interact in a person's life that really can contribute to to something happening, whether that's good or bad. And so I'm glad that we- And how do we heal? 
How do we heal? Heal from it and move forward. And I love that yeah. you touched on that because there was, there's a word in Kundalini and they use the word God a lot. And coming from organized religion, it's like, oh, mm. I don't want anything that is religious. And they broke it down of like, it's, it's an acronym for we all have the ability to generate, organize, and deliver or destroy. Oh. We are powerful. We're powerful beings if only we knew how powerful we are. Yeah. And and take that for what you need and whatever you need and and do do what matters the most for your individual life, but we are all we all have that energy to generate, organize, deliver and or destroy. What do we do with that power? And thank God for this great awakening. Yes. Thank God for this great awakening and and God rest their souls and may they reincarnate in ways that are they're greater than they were before. So one thing I love about Kundalini is, you know, we we open up with this mantra, and um, it's an Ashtang mantra. So it's got eight beats. Eight is the symbol of infinity. It's almost like, you know, putting like the code in to like get into the party, so to speak, to get the ticket. And that mantra mm-hmm. is Ong Namo Gurudev Namo. Ong Namo is kind of bowing to the individual unit because um, Ong is the vibration of the individual unit, and then Guru Dev Namo. So Guru is just that wisdom. Dev means divine. It's actually the only note that goes to a higher pitch, a higher frequency to really vibrate the crown. And then Nemo, which is like namaste, like no more of me. It's more of the wisdom within me that can take something from darkness to light, from the uncomfortable to the comfortable, you know? And even asana is like being comfortable in discomfort, right? Like we learn like yoga postures are about that. Um, But what's beautiful about the kundalini practice is tuning into yourself as a teacher, as the guru, and then also closing your eyes to understand like, oh, this is the wisdom I'm understanding when I'm in this posture. And so it was great for me when I had my studio because I would teach and then I would take the class and I would take the class and I would teach and I would sweep the floors and I would check people in and then people would come to my classes. So there was a lot of this like interesting like ego stuff, but ego is as ego does. And the beautiful practice about Kundalini is it just gives you your own authority and your autonomy. And I think that that's the biggest lesson of these times is we have to stop looking outside of ourselves. We have to look within and find the wisdom within. We're no longer traveling to India to look for gurus. You know, even the political <laughs> systems are, are falling. Like, you know, who is telling the truth and who is really a leader? Absolutely. Be a leader within your own orbit. Be the influence of change in your own reality. Be a good person, you know, yeah. do good in the world. Like, what are you meant to do? How are you meant to serve the galactic, you know, yeah. on earth at this time? So. Yeah, I feel crazy. like this is like a life course conversation. Did we get off the Kundalini topic? <laughs> we, I know, I wanted... We're like, this is how you live life by the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have five episodes what in one. hell do I know? I, anyway. So many things. I wanted to go back to um, sort of the topic of the Kundalini culture and yeah. the yeah. purpose of wearing all white because yes. you touched on that for a second. And I just wanted to go back into that. Like just say a couple more things about oh, that. I, you know, I've tried. I've tried everything. I even tried wearing black because I just wanted to be like, really? Why? Why do I have to do this? Like, you're telling me like spirituality shouldn't have a dress code. <laughs> you know, I was raised in like Mormonism where you've always got to be tired, jacket, everything is cinched up, like pulled together. It's like a look, and I get that there's a devotional aspect to it. But really with Kundalini, when you're clearing and moving that much stuff, white and natural fibers they really help you and flowy fibers. Like when I first got into Kundalini, I was telling my partner because he was in fashion at the time and, and my favorite brand at the time was Balmain and they, they actually these pants, um, name dropping, this is terrible. They should um, but, you. No, it's like very <laughs> loose trans- transitional life clothing. Mm. The Kundalini clothing is so beautiful and, and, and very royal the way that you can kind of wrap your head or like wrap a scarf or like have something that's longer that you can pull up or you can take it off or you can pull it back on or pants that you can stretch in like linens and like, I mean, just 
100% cotton. It's beautiful clothing to allow you to do these crazy postures because you want to be comfortable. You don't want anything super tight. And the white just kind of helps you stay in the vibration of clarity and purity. I, I hate the word purity, but <laughs> just kind of getting back to kind of the base essence of who you are before all the shit happened. And helps yeah. you release like when you wear black, which I love to wear. And I, honestly, I think most of the kundalini classes I've taken, I've worn black knowing that I should be wearing white, but you, I just feel like a marshmallow in white. It's not about but, should or no. But I know that black absorbs. So I yep. always wash my clothes right after. But I also know that I am I personally do hold on to things a little bit longer than maybe I should. Mm. <laughs> Scorpio <laughs> moon. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, so I, I it, it's kind of interesting to see that I'm gravitating towards the black clothes, even though I know the white would help me and serve me a little bit more. But what it? My, right, you know, my, my mom, right. my mom oh. wears all black. I've tried to get her coral and peach and purple <laughs> eyeshadow. Like, uh -uh. she's like, nope, nope, nope. Black, 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 natural, natural. And that's what makes her feel comfortable. You should do kundalini in whatever you feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, why? Your eyes are closed. <laughs> and you're like, your you're, own guru. You're, you're your own guru. It's like, if you want, and there's actually a kundalini teacher that he wears always black. Like a black oh. turban and whatnot. And it works for him. I just tried it. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work for me. The, the turban doesn't work for me. At times, like when I'm in very deep meditation, I will cover my head to keep the energy flowing. Okay. Um, in the spinal column. And especially early morning when I do like the two and a half hours in the mornings, the Amrit Vela, I will cover my head in the mornings because I just want to be yeah. contained in my own field. But they say as a teacher too, like, you got to be careful because all that stuff is being projected at you and that's oh. teachers especially wear white so you can reflect back all the stuff that's being projected at you all the anger and just, that's not okay. mine it's yours you know we also kind of sit up on a stage not because we're better than everyone but so that our heart chakra can reach you know the group so to speak so okay. if you see kundalini teachers that are kind of sitting on platforms or whatnot you know also visible to a group of people because a lot sure. of it is sitting movement sitting and moving like the spine to move the psychic heat um, but you should do kundalini however you feel like it and dress however I, you would like. And these are the options. You can cover your head. A lot of people feel like I need to do that. Otherwise, I feel like everything's kind of popping out. And, yeah. You know, I mm. want to keep it contained and moving up and down. Um, but do what feels right for you. I just like <sighs> knowing the science behind it. So I'm really glad totally. that you explained all of that because I love knowing the why. That's my ego self wanting to know why, how. Why, 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 why? <laughs> we, we brought this up earlier, but... You just wearing white is not spiritual. It's not the way you do. It's like be spiritual, just be you. Yeah. And the more you do Kundalini, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna be a badass. I'm like wearing purple all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then do you like yeah. show up and wear purple all the you time? You might need the purple healing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, we know the color is frequencies of light. Mm -hmm. And you know, just to get back to like Kundalini and the chakras, and all chakra means is is wheels. So it's these psychic wheels. And once you kind of turn on that heat from the navel. It, it goes down, starts the Muldara wheel, comes up, like works with like Svadhisthana, gets the waters moving, coming up into the fires of the system. And then we really begin to feel, you know, the kadoshas, right? It's like the, the nodding mm -hmm. of those energy channels kind of moving around the central column and then really activate at the third eye point. And ultimately, <gasps> that's what Kundalini does. It just really activates that system. And that's I, a science too. Cause that's a science. I want to feel that. Literally. Talk, does the symbol of medicine, modern yeah. medicine, the kadoshis. And so I, I love that wow. because health is really a balance of mind, body, spirit, of, of polarity. We all have a feminine side, a receptive side, an intuitive side, a cooling side, and then we all have a masculine side, a projective side, a light side, like a, a conscious side, you know, and we want to work with both of those all of the time. And I even think like there's even a bigger story to tell of like before on this planet was all about procreation and finding the partner that makes you whole and that we can have more children and populate more of the earth. And maybe this is a time that there's less population and we find 
we find the balance within ourselves. And maybe we don't have to have that other half for the rest of our lives. It may be this is for now and that is for then. Because we're whole. We have both sides. We there you go. Have, we all have a masculine mm. and a feminine. There you go. So every, look, all the cards are on the table at this point. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it really is a new earth. And so the more that we get to know ourselves, and for me, the Kundalini practice is the best way of getting to know yourself at the in the moments. Just another kind of beautiful define. tool. Yeah. A beautiful tool. Wow. And you use astrology to map it out. Yeah. Well, scene. You have all <laughs> the oh, hand oh, cut. That's it, right? You guys got that, right? There's oh, nothing no, 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 else to say. Nothing. My back hurts. <laughs> Me too. Spinal flex. Okay. Oh, okay. It's like twerking. <laughs> there you go. Get it, girl. Are we in a band now? Okay, keep doing. No, keep doing it. Let's 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 complete this. Okay. Okay. This Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, <laughs> join me for our Kundalini session with Cord. Um, so <laughs> I love you. Like you got your hands up too. <laughs> She's true. Okay, but now inhale. We take this seriously. So sorry. Come to center. Keep the breath in. Engage. Oh, engage the base. So rectum, sex organs, and navel. We call that mulabund. It's a lock. Squeeze the energy up. Take in more air, stretch the energy high and wide, take the tongue through the roof of the mouth, connect to the crown, be still, and when you need to exhale, just slowly exhale and keep your eyes closed. And just listen for all the sounds. And when you get to empty, pulling the navel into the spine, once again, engage that lock, rectum, sex, organs, and navel. And be in the nothingness, be still in the nothingness. It's a different sound. And inhale. There you go. <sighs> See? <laughs> oh. You know, it's like you never you never know what the sounds are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I yeah, I can already tell. I mean, just in the t that two seconds or whatever it was, I feel very relieved. I'm like, I can't imagine what a session of this. I mean, you're talking two and a half hours. That's just. Or days. There's also white tantric yoga where you go no. for eight hours. Each of the postures are an hour long. It's kind of like holding up. You're gazing into a partner's eyes. You see their pirate lifetime. You see them as Cleopatra. You're like you just see all of a sudden the mask. You said. You said key words just now. Oh, really? Yeah, because she has well, she probably... crazy memories of being a pirate, and I have crazy memories of being royalty in Egypt. Me too. No. The symbol of, oh, my water bottle. It's the two pyramids. Oh, yeah. no. And then also, um, lapis lazuli was like the, the crystal of our studio, which is pyrite in kind of that beautiful like purple crystal. And the teacher Oh, amazing. Yeah. There you go. Well, thanks for calling that in. See, we're, we're already, this is the thing that's weird. After you do, do Kundalini, you start thinking and feeling every, everybody else. Like there's no separation because you're just now so connected. You're so like connected. you're speaking the words before the other person. I mean, it's, you realize how connected we are. There's no, there's no separation. Oh. Like, like what it, even is it? <laughs> you're like the pinky. You're the middle finger. I'm the, <laughs> sorry, you probably don't want to be the, it's the, 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 the middle finger. Saturn You're the middle yeah, finger. I have a Scorpio moon, so yeah. I can be feisty. <laughs> and I'm the thumb. I'm the ego. Sorry. I thought the pointer finger was the ego. No, it's Jupiter. Oh. Um. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you learned something new. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Cord, for oh, teaching us all of these amazing things. Where can people find you? 
um, in Palm Springs, my address is <laughs> <laughs> uh, cord.com uh, or strike.a.cord on Instagram. And my Perfect. name is KJORD, so strike a cord. And they should pay attention to any workshops, events, online. So our yoga studio is Indigo Labs. So it's Indigo Yoga Lab, I think, on Instagram as well. So you can look there for upcoming retreats, workshops, Great. events. Our gatherings are so like the community oh, is, I mean, it's so, beautiful. so sparkly like these ladies. It's just we have the ah. best time. So, yeah. Okay. And DM, please DM us and let us know if you do attend a class, if you yeah, do go to an yeah, event. Yeah, we'd love to hear back. Yeah, please let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you and so maybe, much. Maybe maybe we'll do something on, I don't know, maybe we do something. We do like a little class. And, I would, huh. yes. I would love. Oh, our producers our are producers saying, saying yes. 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 They want up. the content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got the background. I mean, this stage, this Stop. sound stage is freaking amazing. No. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Okay. As long as you put me on a platform. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The stage is yours. <laughs> yeah, you can stand on this. <laughs> I don't know if I can sit on that. <laughs> do a little yeah. performance. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you yeah. so much. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for hanging out with us for this episode. We hope you gained some valuable insight and maybe learned something new. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on social media at The Heart of Healing Show. Till next time. Mwah.